Welcome back to the My Everyday Chaos podcast, a podcast for women looking for God's voice and biblical focus in the face of daily distraction. I'm your host, Alexandra Goman, and today on the podcast, we have back by popular demand, the one and only my sister, Elizabeth Lang Thompson. Woohoo! The one, the only sister in your life. (laughs) It's true. That's what I mean. Your only sister. I always call her my favorite only. That's right. (laughs) Oh, my favorite only sister. Exactly. Well, Elizabeth, I'm so excited that you're back. And last time you were here, it was almost, what, nine months ago and you were giving birth to another book baby. Oh, and- I was like, no, I wasn't giving birth. <laughs> I no. <laughs> Do I have a phantom child? <laughs> well, kind of. I You've had a lot of books this year, so. Yes, um, I have maybe- a lot of <laughs> I'm sorry if this is really this is, awkward beginning to a podcast. Welcome, welcome to the laughing episode. <laughs> it's when okay. you get sisters together, weird things. A, exactly. Yeah. That's sisters for you. Um, but if you have tuned in to the podcast before, you may have heard Elizabeth do an episode about sisterhood. You may have heard her do an episode about her last new book, All the Feels, um, which I feel like is still new. It's definitely still still new. new. It's definitely still new. Yeah. (laughs) We're having like Irish twin books here is what this is. (laughs) I love it. Well, so this week, really fun. Her new book. Well, I don't know. It's you can't really say really fun about the topic, but it's like, yay. But the book is called When God Says No, and I was lucky enough to get an advanced reader copy, Perks of Sisterhood, and um, I've been reading it in my own um, times with God, and I'm so excited. I feel like this is a topic that is very needed. Um, No one wants to need When God Says No. Um, but this is the third in a series that Elizabeth has written. She wrote when God says, wait, when God says go. And then she had to do it to us. She had to write when God says no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) this book comes with a soundtrack, (laughs) a sound effect. (laughs) I love it. Um, but Elizabeth is going to share a scripture with us. And then we actually are going to do something a little bit fun. I, on my Instagram, asked people, what questions do you have for Elizabeth about no's from God? And so we're actually going to be asking a lot of your questions today and putting Elizabeth on the spot to answer our toughest theological questions. Uh, but oh, my- mercy. Not really. Uh, she is a she's just a wise woman, a wise disciple of Jesus who's just going to walk with us through our nose, I think is really the goal. So um, Elizabeth, I'm going to hand it over to you to share what you've read with for us today. Yeah. Uh, well, the scripture I wanted to read is uh, from Psalm 90, Psalm 90, and this is Moses uh, praying a prayer to God. And he says, relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. That's starting in verse 13. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us for as many years as we have seen trouble. And 
This passage means so much to me. It has become sort of a, an anthem in my life uh, during difficult seasons. Because if you think about Moses, uh, he didn't get called by God until he was later in life. <laughs> God said, go to Moses um, when he was in his 40s. And then he spent 40 years wandering around the desert, um, holding a bunch of funerals and <laughs> leading a troublesome people. <laughs> and it was a really difficult 40 years. So I feel like no one knew more about waiting on God and hearing no from God than Moses did. And I love the way he prays to God about this. He says, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us for as many years as we have seen trouble. And I love the hope and the faith wrapped up in that prayer that Moses believed, yeah, it's been 40 long dare we say miserable years. And yet I believe that on the other side of this 40 years, God can, he can restore lost time. He can, it's a strange way of putting it, but he can make up for lost time. And Mm -hmm. to me, that is one of the most amazing things that our God can do. Uh, If I had to summarize the message of when God says no in one sentence, it would be this. Your story isn't over. Hmm. Just because you've heard a no from God, that doesn't mean your life is ended and your hope needs to be all gone and your your happy times are over. Um, God can surprise you with a second act you never saw coming. God can surprise you with hope and joy that you never thought you could feel again. And and I think Moses really expressed that faith and that hope in this prayer. Like God restored us the lost time. Make it feel like those 40 years are just a distant memory. It's not that we didn't go through them. It's not that the pain wasn't real. We're not discounting or ignoring the pain that was, but God has replaced those years with so much joy in the present tense that it becomes a a more distant memory and we're able to find joy here on the other side of all those no's. And, and I'm not at all trying to paint this like happy, happy, joy, joy. Mm -hmm. God can, you know, just turn things around and give you your happily ever after. I'm not at all trying to make those false promises, but we do believe in a God who, who can restore anything. And, and, that's what I hope people get as they, as they read this book. And as you even meditate on the scripture that, Hey, my story's not over. God Mm -hmm. is not done with me. He has more for me. If I'm still here on this earth and he hasn't called me home to be with him, then he's got more in store for me. And, and we can, even if we have suffered devastating loss and incredible grief, we can still look forward to God comforting us on the other side of that, God using us on the other side, using even finding good purposes for terrible pain, things that were not good can be used for God's good purposes. Uh, So uh, to me, this scripture, it encapsulates hope. It gives me hope when life feels hopeless, when I'm struggling to see to the other side of a no, Uh, it helps me remember who my God is and what he can do. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like 
What a great message and an important one. I think um, if you didn't just finish listening to that and immediately click add to cart, because <laughs> 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 I just feel like no matter no matter what no that we're hearing, I think remembering that your story is not over, um, I think is so comforting and is such a, and again, I, I think what you, what you shared is true. Like that doesn't mean that even the story isn't still painful, um, right. but, but that God does, he's continuing to work even through nose, um, is, is real. And I, I love the story of Moses. And I think even, um, in the beginning of the book, which I think you actually are offering a free chapter of that right now, but, um, and you talk about Moses's story and kind of paint this picture of him and his journey with God and, and his big no. And it, it is just this like, wow, like, and God loved Moses, but Mm -hmm. Moses heard a big no. And I think there's so many, I feel like it is a helpful picture for us of like, we can still be loved by God and experience knows like those two mm-hmm. things aren't opposed to each other. And, um, I think that was, that was a really helpful thing for me to hold on to. And so, well, that brings me into some questions that I want to ask you and kind of discuss a little bit, if that's okay. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. I hope. <laughs> I will try. <laughs> you have to know the answer to every single thing. Um, you know, I think one of the questions that I think even as this book, I'm sure you even thought about this a lot as you were writing, you know, I think a lot of us would probably rather be in a waiting season than mm-hmm. a no season, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think one of the questions that was asked I think actually several times is how do you know <laughs> that God's mm-hmm. saying no versus God saying not right now? Mm. What do you think? Mm. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, like, I'm not going to give you the answer that you want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Um, I think we don't know. And that is one of the most just absolutely frustrating parts of being human with our limitations. I I remember many times during our season of infertility, just being like, God, I just wish. Yeah. Like I wished I did know if it was a yes or a no, because then I could at least move on. Like I didn't want it to be no, but if it was no, at least I could like hold the funeral of that dream in my heart, move forward, make some other decisions. But I just felt so stuck. Like, I don't know, is this no for now? Or is this no forever? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't know. Um, and we just have to let it play out. And it, that teaches us a lot of lessons about our limitations and God's power and our lack of control, which hello, my fellow control freak friends, this is very uncomfortable for us. Um, I am a part of that group. (laughs) (laughs) We should start a club. Um, but I will say this, something that I wrote about in this book, um, I do think sometimes we can get a little superstitious with this and Mm -hmm. we can get in this place where we feel afraid to make decisions and like, well, if I decide that I am accepting God's answer as no for now, and I'm going to step through a different door. I'm going to sort of bury this dream or this decision. Let's use a kind of a safer um, example, like a job, you know, that I'm going to, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I haven't heard back on this job. It seems like this career isn't happening for me. So I'm going to 
knock on some different doors and, and, and go ahead and move forward with my life rather than living life on pause. You can do that. You are allowed to make that choice. Even if you haven't gotten an absolute definitive no from God, God, God trusts you. You are his child and he has given you wisdom, the ability to make decisions and you saying that and saying, okay, God, I'm going to knock on a different door is not a sign of faithlessness. I think sometimes we sort of feel like God is mean and it's a Ah. test and he's looking at Jesus and he's like, darn it. If she had waited one more day, I was going to give it to her, but she gave up too soon. Now she doesn't get it. That's not how God works. Okay. Can we just pause for a second? Because you and I had this exact conversation yesterday. We did. We did. <laughs> you now said I'd be like, it. wait a minute. You're quoting. I wrote it before you and I said that. I promise. <laughs> this already made it in the book before you wrote it. I think that's so true. Why are we so superstitious with God? We're weird. We get weird with him. And he's like, I am not mean, you know, that's not how he works. I honestly feel really um, struck by you saying that God trusts us. Like that's kind of shocking to me. I don't know. I feel a little Mm -hmm. bit like, wait, what do you mean? Like, but I'm so imperfect. Like, I'm kind of messed up. Like, how could God trust me? Can you explain a little bit more about that? Because I do think that sometimes as Christians, right, we're trying not to be prideful. And so we're like, okay, well, like I just, it can almost paralyze us then. Yes. Because we, we like, are like, I need God to like write it out and tell me if it's a yes or a no. And which he doesn't most of the time do. Um, So anyways, what do you think that whole God trusting us thing? Yeah. I mean, I look, God gave us, he gave us the scripture. Mm. He has entrusted us with the Holy spirit. He has given us as a loving and generous father. He has tried to give us the tools we need to make wise choices. Just as I, as a parent give my kids, the older they get, the more choice I give them, the more leeway Mm. I try to provide them with Hey, here are some things you need to think about. Here are some tools. Here's some experience that I know you've had. Now I'm going to leave this one up to you. I, that's not wrong. That's God saying, Hey, I I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. If you decide to wait this out, I'm with you there. Mm. If you decide you're ready to move forward and, and give your heart to a new place, I'm with you there. I think it's that God is saying, I am with you wherever you go. You know, it's Joshua one, wherever you set your foot, I'm going to support you in that. Um, There's a really great book someone recommended to me a few years ago called, I believe it's called Decision Making and Decision Making by the Book, I believe is the name. And the author is Haddon Robinson. It was a really, it's a super short read. You can read it in a couple hours, but it was like mind blowing to me. It addresses a lot of this really well. If you're like, Ooh, I don't get it. That's fascinating. That Mm -hmm. book would be a really great resource for you to think about. No, I feel like this is really encouraging, which again, I think when we hear when God says no, that's not necessarily what what we always think. But I think even what what you're describing is kind of empowering. Like we're allowed to go, all right, God, I'm going to think that maybe you are closing this door and almost allow that to, to let God open a new door and believe. And this is where I think faith really comes in is believing and having the faith 
that God can still, you know, make streams mm-hmm. in the wasteland and make streams yes. in the desert. And um, yeah, so I think that's a, that's a really helpful thought. You know, someone else asked the question, how do you swallow nose well? <laughs> like, how do you accept nose? And then, you know, while also trying to grasp onto a new vision or a new mm-hmm. hope. You know, I do think that that that's a hard thing, right? Like kind of dealing with grief while also opening your heart to hope. Yeah. Uh, do you have a thought on that? Yeah. Uh, it's it swallowing, uh, swallowing a no can be a very bitter pill. Uh, and I do think one, one of the things I try to give people permission to do in this book is to grieve disappointment to grieve things. When God has said, no, you are allowed to be sad. I do think there can be this, Mm. we can put an unfair expectation and pressure on ourselves where it's like, if I'm sad, it means I'm not being faithful. If I'm sad, it means I'm not trusting God or I'm fighting God and I'm being prideful and I'm resisting his will. No, you're sad. You're disappointed. And I tell that to my kids all the time. I say, you are allowed to feel sad. Like say, let's give a super, you know, rosy level. Rosie loves to say that she's disappointed. Let me just tell you. (laughs) I'm glad you've given her that vocabulary. It's her favorite. It's her favorite word. (laughs) Mommy, I am disappointed. (laughs) So let's say she wants dessert and she's already had plenty of sugar or it's too close to bedtime, or you just don't want her to have dessert and you say no, she is allowed to feel disappointed. That is not a wrong feeling. Now she is not allowed to throw herself on the floor, kicking, screaming, shouting mean words at you. That's crossing a line. And I think Mm. with God, we are allowed to be disappointed and express it to him uh, as any child (laughs) with their father. And we are allowed to have a time when we're just sad about it. And we're grieving that loss. We're letting go of a dream or a person or a future that we had hoped for. That's not going to come to pass. Uh, but at the same time, we want to guard against bitterness. We want to guard against blaming God. Like what I've found it helpful to do. And honestly, I've, I'm trying to imitate my husband in this because he is so much better at this than I am. When we're in the middle of a crisis, he will always pray, I trust you, God. And I choke on it, (laughs) sitting on the couch beside him every time, because that's hard for me. Because in the middle of the no, it's hard for me to say, I trust you, God. I trust that this is going to work out and you have... You're going to Romans 8, 28, this thing, you know, you're going to bring good, <laughs> right? but I think even speaking those words of trust, they cement them in our heart. And that's yeah. something I'm trying to imitate from my husband is I trust you, God. I don't like this. I'm not happy. I'm disappointed, but I trust that you're working. And I trust that there can be joy through this new door that I didn't want to go through. And so I'm going to walk through it in faith that you're with me and you're working, even if I don't see it or feel it right now. Ooh, I love that. I think that is so good and so powerful. And I love that idea of, of speaking faith into a situation that feels faithless. You know, I think, I think we see, we see people in the Bible do that all the time Mm -hmm. and it is amazing how, right? Like saying that 
makes you start to believe it. If you yes. Yeah, <laughs> it is really true. Okay. I mean, we have so many questions here and I don't think we're going to get through all of them. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you one more, you know, this is a good one. Someone said, why does God seem to say yes to other people's prayers, but say <laughs> no to yours? You know, like, mm-hmm. I think that's a real question that we can mm-hmm. feel right. Yeah. Like it can make our no that much more bitter yeah. when we compare our no's with all the yeses around us. Right. How do you, right. how do you bear that? Whew. Well, God and I have had that conversation quite a few times <laughs> <laughs> in my life uh, where like, God, this just, it doesn't seem fair. Like here is this thing that I have been working for, praying for, I, and you know, in my heart of hearts, and I don't want to say that out loud, but I think I kind of deserve it. And then there's that person who didn't even work for it. And it just Mm -hmm. gets handed to them. You know, it just doesn't seem fair. Um, and that's real. (laughs) It's a struggle. (laughs) It makes us face, let's be honest. It makes us face our demons of envy. I have had to wrestle my inner green eyed monster, Mm -hmm. um, many a time. Uh, a scripture that helps me, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't look it up ahead of time. I think it's in John three, where John, um, Jesus disciples point out that John's disciples are John, the Baptist disciples are baptizing more, Yes, yes. <laughs> more than they are. And Jesus is basically like, well, if that's what God wants to give to John, good for them. You know, that's just, that's not what business of mine is that. Yeah. And I have, it's, it's so, so pulled out of context, but I have pulled that little scripture and put it to use in my heart many a time. Like, look, if that's what God wants to give that person, hmm. what business is that of mine? I need to deal with me and God. And it helps me kind of keep my eyes on my own life. It also, I think, is helpful to remember that we often see only one small part of other people's lives. You know, maybe your friend did get a boyfriend and you're still waiting, but man, her relationship with her parents is really dysfunctional and yours is not. Or maybe your friend did get that promotion and her career is taking off, but meanwhile, her marriage is struggling and yours is not. I think there, we just have to remember that nobody's life is perfect. Nope. Nobody's nope. life, ha- nobody gets all yeses all the time. It might look that way to you, but mm-hmm. you're not seeing the full picture. And when I start going there, that's when I, I always know it's a good time for me to do a gratitude check and say, okay, let me make myself list as many good things in my life as I can, you know, let me see the things that God is giving me instead of having tunnel vision on the one that he's not, or the two or three that he's not, let me remember what he is doing. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to praise and thank for that. Keep it all in perspective. (laughs) No, I think all that is so true and so real. And I think that I can get so caught up in those same things and social media does not make it easy. Right. It's just like a constant stream of everyone else's yeses. And, uh, but I do think that what you're saying is so true. Like, I think even the older that I get, which that makes it sound like I'm, you know, old. Um, I'm, I, I know that I have much, much more to learn, but I do think, right. 
I, I can already see, oh man, the things that 10, 15 years ago that I was like, see, they're all getting yeses and I'm getting no's. I'm like, no, no one escapes life without pain. Like pain comes to all of us, you know? And I think even in our own family, I think we've had some no's in recent years and um, you and I have. And, um, and I think that, you know, I remember for a while being like, wow, like, look, we're just pretty healthy. Like things are going pretty good in our family. And then, yeah, we never, I shouldn't have even had that thought because here we are, <laughs> you know, there's hard things and no one escapes, you know, getting nose. And I don't think because we live in a fallen world. Right. And that's just, that's going to be part of it. And, um, but I appreciate what you're saying of, going back to gratitude and going, but you can still be disappointed. And I think these are all, these are all such good answers because I think we can want a one size fits all answer. Like here's the magic cure to nose. Here's the fix it. But it's a lot of just keeping going. And I really appreciate you kind of calling us and reminding us to that. Do you have anything else you would share about when God says no, that you would want to share with us as we kind of wrap it up here? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the, the last thing that I would just encourage anybody listening who is going through a no, um, I think one of the hardest parts of no for us is how it makes us feel weak and needy. Mm. And a lot of us were taught don't be needy. Don't be weak. You need to take care of yourself. You don't need to depend on other people. Um, Don't be a burden. And yet when you're walking through some of the super difficult no's, uh, you need help. And none of us can do it alone. Nope. I just want to, I have a whole chapter on, (laughs) it's called when you need to embrace vulnerability. (laughs) Yep. There it is. And I share about a time when I had to let someone else come clean my toilets for me. And it was really humiliating. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we, when you're walking through a no, you're going to need help. Mm -hmm. You're going to need friends. You're going to need sisters. You may even need a place to stay. You may need money. You may need food. You may need, I mean, who knows, but it's just a season. And you know what? Accept the gifts other people want to give you with grace, knowing that you are actually giving them a chance to honor God with their service. And also knowing that when you're through this on the other side of it, you're going to give, you're going to be strong again and ready to give filled back up. And you're going to give with a glad and generous heart because you know what it's like to receive. So I just want to say that to the people out there who are going through a no and trying to muscle through and mm-hmm. tough it out all by themselves. Please don't do that. We are Please all don't do that. <laughs> we love I think you. That's so, so true. And, um, you know, I, the thing that always helps me when I'm struggling to want to be helped is I always try to remember, well, how would I feel if someone asked me for help? Would I be irritated? (laughs) Would I be burdened by the fact that they need someone to come help out with their kids or bring them a meal or give them some money or give them a place to stay? Like, no, like I want, I want to love the people in my life. I want them to feel safe enough to ask me to help. Like that's actually an honor to be 
to, you know, when people let you love them, that's actually an honor. And I think that we have to, in return, let ourselves be loved and taken care of sometimes. So a good note to end on and um well everyone thank you so much for tuning in elizabeth thank you for being here thank you for having me it's always fun yes and if you you. yes love talking to you i'll talk to you later i'm sure um (laughs) (laughs) in five minutes um (laughs) in five minutes Exactly. And I'll just remind everyone you can go purchase when God says no, it is available for pre-order and it goes on sale on May 1st, Um, but you can buy it now. You can buy it. It's available for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get books. And it is definitely amazing. Make sure if you buy it, please leave a review on Amazon. It does make a big difference during launch week for Elizabeth. And uh, we definitely want to encourage more people going through all the things and um and let them know that they're not alone either so you can connect with elizabeth on social media at elizabeth lang thompson and thanks so much for following along today and being a part of the podcast and listening in and make sure that you subscribe to my everyday chaos we'll be back again next week with a new episode thanks so much for joining us everyone 